Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's just say let's go a bunch. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are we welcoming people? Welcome to the Retro Breakdown. I'm Time Wanderer. I'm Tom. And we're playing Dokupon Kingdom Connect with Okami of Games and Ellipsis Break. It's awesome. It you should play this. You should play this game with your friends. I know everyone says it's a friendship ruiner, but if you go into it expecting it to have a terrible time for yourself, then it's fun. You just everyone gets to share in each other's misery. Yeah, and I mean, especially from a like from a first time perspective, from a first time player perspective like yours. Yeah, you are kind of just seeing for the first time the types of shenanigans that people can get up to. That's and then true. it doesn't really matter if it happens to you or to someone else. It's all just hilarious. That's a, that's a really, really, really good point to make is that I've not played this game for more than I think. I think when I play with my friends, we cleared the first area. I'm pretty sure we collected the like we did the first castle. Yeah. And but that was on the Wii a million years ago. And I don't remember anything about it. And so playing it now, knowing what I know about the game, which isn't very much just that it's brutal. it's a board game RPG multiplayer thing. Yeah. And that that it's not it's not in your favor ever. Yeah. Um, it's really cool just to see the game play out. And while, of course, there's a part of me that's salty when something happens, because it's impossible not to be a slightly salty, Of course, salty, yeah. Right? Like, or, or someone makes a decision that you're kind of like, well, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, and yeah, then... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't even have to happen to you. Sometimes it's like someone does something to the wrong person. In your head, yeah, right. Which, which of course, then makes me, the second I have that feeling, I, I, I sit back and go, yeah, well, I'm sure someone's saying that about stuff that I do is too, so yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, everyone's second-guessing everyone else. But it's, it's such a... What, what a badass game. What a sweet freaking video game that doesn't make any sense to exist. Like, like it, I mean, really. It really, it really makes no sense. A 40-hour RPG Like, imagine this game not having online. I, I can't imagine it. Like, you this have the to first couch co-op in... with someone for, like... <laughs> For like three weeks straight. This is the first time in like 30 years that it's not been, uh, or wait, that it's been online. <laughs> right? Because wasn't there a Super Nintendo version of the game? Yes. So literally this game has been around for 30 years practically. Just about, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah cause, cause the, the Super Nintendo version of the game is like, for all intents and purposes, the same exact game. Yeah, they somehow made a game. <laughs> they somehow made a game that was exciting enough that they didn't have to change anything <laughs> for 30 years. All they change is the graphics, but like the core gameplay stuff is basically the same. And even the graphics are, you know, very much this 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 game would have run on uh, last year's best cell phone. Or last generation or two generations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like this game was originally built to work on PS2 and Wii, and it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. But who ca literally cares? Oh, the, I mean, for me, the graphics are perfect. Yeah, I, it's I don't exactly mean perfect what it the, should look like. Right, like, and I don't mean, like, they're perfect graphics. I just mean for what I want out of it, it's exactly what I would, would like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cartoony. It's kind of, it's kind of lo-fi. You know, you get... You, the characters make the funny faces. Yeah. And it's it's just sort of that silly fun. Uh, hold on a second. I've got to click really hard. Sorry. Are I was finishing something Diablo up. Diablo 4 right I, now? I had to because I was PvPing and I had to finish what I was PvPing. And there was a level 90 harassing little people. So I was killing him a bunch. And I just <laughs> killed him again. 
And it felt You're great. You're a hero. Ah, I'm for the people. All right, I'm turning off the game now. I'm going to TP to town. Um, but no, I, I will go back to my Diablo 4 story in a moment. I want to okay. talk more about Dokopan. My, my train of thought was completely ruined as I had to kill someone that was much higher level than I was. Um, I'm turning, exiting the game so I can have full focus. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> how, uh, okay. I, w- I was going to ask you how Diablo is, but b- more Dokapon. Yes. Yeah, no, so, so I, I, I'm very excited. I, I will, I hope this game does really well enough. By really well, I mean, you know, sales I wise. I, like, I, I hope they sell a couple copies and they're like, yeah, sweet. We can, we can make more of these because yeah. I would love to see this game with like, changes being added to it if um i don't know if that's like a thing that will happen in the future like it'd be fun to see new classes new ideas new boards like all that sort of stuff because i really am enjoying this experience and even after the first play session that we had i had i messaged you being like oh wouldn't it be fun to have house rules <laughs> like yeah 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 i i think that there's this is the kind of game that i could definitely see myself playing a few times through which is of course easy to say when we've only had like what three two or three sessions of playtime two um yeah two so i mean we're, we're we've barely we've only played for eight hours or something and but i, I don't know i'm having a lot of fun i'm also That's- having a lot of fun this mind you is the first time that i've actually played this game with people oh you've always only played versus computers yeah oh i thought you did some couch stuff nope I mean, ah. it, much in the same way that you did when I first bought it and played it, I played like a 20 turn game with someone and was like, <laughs> that was kind of lame because <laughs> how in the world can you like develop? How, how can you develop a character or get anything done with like a limited number of turns? No, it's was that like deadline looming in the back of your head? Like the the entire game gets kind of compressed and so you can't you don't have that freedom to just go and just kind of do your own thing for a while which i think is what makes the game so special <laughs> yeah i mean i literally just went and explored some random cave that had nothing in it yeah <laughs> it, it doesn't cool. always have nothing in it i mean like you did open uh you did get the the sort of like secret key and it's got like special treasure spaces and once in a while there's a side quest that pops up that makes you have to go in there yeah, no, I just meant I had nothing in it in the sense that it was um, it wasn't like progression. It was just fun RPG yeah. exploring. I, I spent like the last half of the last session just trying to get to Casino Cave and getting like killed a bunch of times. Yes. Over and over and over and over. <laughs> and then you made it in there and got killed twice. <laughs> yes. I made it in <laughs> once and got pulled out by a Darkling. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Are you in there now, or what happened at the end? Everything got I think ca- I'm still played, in there. Because you played one more week, and everyone had a bad time, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I did finally <laughs> make it in there, and then... And now Okami Something is uh, Darkling when we come back. Oh, <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what happened. Something did happen, that's for sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, I want to be the monk class, because if you get a bonus for being barefisted, I won't feel so miserable when someone breaks my weapon. Yeah, yeah, when someone takes your... Takes your uh, weapon. Yeah. <laughs> that does oh, feel God. bad. Oh, that's, I think, okay. I know I don't care as much about winning since it's my first time playing and I don't see the full, like, I, I mean, I get the understanding of having castles and towns and all that stuff. And I completely, un, like, it makes perfect sense, but I don't care. What what sure. I, what I'm having fun with is just 
being the character and, and exploring the map. So yeah. taking the weapon is like, ugh. That's like the worst. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be telling you this, but it's the worst <laughs> thing you can do to me because it's just like, man, I just want to fight monsters and, and explore yeah, the map. Yeah, it, it, it limits the degree to which you're able to explore the map. <laughs> next next time on Dokopan, Dean attacks Tom's weapon repeatedly <laughs> for 10 weeks straight. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, I... There's... There's a there's a science to Dokapon Kingdom where like you can't just be the person who antagonizes everyone all the time. No, because like you have to sort of maintain a, a diplomacy with the other players. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or you have to do something if you're going to do something mean. It's almost got to be like, oh, it's strategic or it's funny or like, yeah, you have to pick, <laughs> you're joking you have to pick about your it. spots. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because yeah. if you're just a pure asshole, you'll have three people out to be pure asshole to you for yeah. everything that they do. And that's going to be really bad. Well, yeah, you can't just be dark like, like no matter how strong you are, you really cannot hold up against three people picking on you nonstop. Yeah, um, unless your goal is not to win and you just want to be darkling every single turn. Right. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I suppose is a strategy. I mean, it it absolutely bogs the game down. Yeah, I love it. I, I could see this game and I could see our version of this video game taking an extra 10 to 15 hours just because Dark Link stuff. Yeah. And I, I mentioned it before, too. Like there's, you know, you say it's like, oh, it's like a 40 or 50 hour RPG that plays out as a board game. But like it can be 80. Sure. If yeah, someone depending. decides to keep setting everyone's progress back. Yeah, and, and, and like, so for instance, the first stream, we kind of steamrolled the first world. I mean, it all happened at the end because you got two lucky six rolls, which was just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. But then the, the this last time, we didn't make too much progress. At the end, we kind of did, uh, like, because I think now we're on the quest part to, like, finish it up. But we almost yeah. did nothing for three and a half hours, and then we're like, oh, yeah, let's just... I think I attacked, like, five towns in a row, and then it ended yeah. the the story well what it was like it doesn't feel like you're making progress but like in true jrpg fashion some is grinding progress. is necessary yeah every none of us progress. were strong enough to beat that boss monster that's true and so we all just had to you know get in other fights and get some equipment and get some stuff and and just kind of bulk up so that we were strong enough to beat that thing and yeah, that yeah. doesn't look like progress but like we are slowly building our characters up Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I, I'm really enjoying the experience a lot. I'm and maybe glad. I'll feel differently when we're done. But <laughs> I don't think being... so. Like, it, like <laughs> I kind of set the expectations of like, oh, yeah, it's going to make everyone miserable and we're all going to hate each other. But that's, yeah, but that's like good... that's the baseline expectation that you need to go in with to know that, like, you're not just having a fun little experience of four people doing an RPG in parallel. This shit ain't Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, no, it's 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 a <laughs> this is not a cooperative experience. Yeah, no, you have to go in understanding that you are, you, you know, you are deeply adversarial to all of the people that you're playing with. And they are going to do stuff that seems completely ridiculous and unfair to <laughs> screw you over. And you just have to be ready for that. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you are prepared for that, you'll have a good time. Yeah, it's 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 still like it will still hit the, that moment of uh, fine, whatever. But then then you can, you know, get over it quickly and it's fine. Yeah. 
no, it's good. I, I approve. I approve of Dogapon Kingdom, and I, I, if you have even just, I think it would be a blast even with just one good friend. Yeah, you don't. Have you can to play have with like one friend and like two AI. Yeah, even. that's what I'm saying. Like you, you could even, and, and you could actually, if you play that way, and you don't want to fight each other, you could just team up on the AI and work together. Absolutely. Like that's, so there's, you don't have straight to up play the AI it. cheats. Right. Yeah. So screw the AI. Like, like it's straight up cheats. They like they get the good RNG. They read your inputs. Reading your inputs, and this is especially terrifying since it's rock paper scissors. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and don't strike them. Yeah. Don't ever strike the, the AI component or uh, opponent. It feels like. Like, they will counter you, like, 80% of the time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think, uh, I think if you like board games and RPGs, it's worth, it's absolutely worth playing. And this is the best, I mean, not that I'm one to talk, but this feels like the best iteration of the series. I mean, in the, in the, the sense newest. that it's online. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's what I meant in terms of convenience and yeah. you can play it without hooking up an old console. So that already makes it better than the rest in yes. many ways. Yes. When, when it's not like changed that much over time. It also really helps a lot, like a lot, a lot that you can play with people that you're not in the same room with so that when you do something that might cause someone to want to, you know, Give you a give you a little shove. Yeah, like <laughs> inflict physical violence. There's a distance there so that it's just limited to yelling at you over discord. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when you play like fighting games, usually if you get whooped, the reaction is not to hit the person it's to like throw your controller like like it, not not that I ever have I've I, well, I threw my controller like once in my life. But that idea of like, you know, squeezing the controller tightly or like setting it yeah. down kind of angrily like whatever. It's usually for me not to think about hitting the other person. I'm more frustrated that why am I so bad at this video game? Yeah, because yeah, it, it, you internalize that like it's on you. Yeah, yeah. But in Dokapan, it would totally be like. Dude, F you. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 specific, right? Like if you're playing Street Fighter, if you're playing Street Fighter, then like it's one V one and one of you is going to win and one of you is going to lose. And you basically know how that's going to, you know, play there's out. A, there's a finite number of outcomes there. Yeah. In Dokapon, like the any like direct conflict between you is like is specifically purposeful it is targeted at you maybe not because yes. of you but it is targeted at you <laughs> like someone like has to select you from like select you from a menu or from the map and be like yeah screw you in particular <laughs> in so as long this as you specific can... way right now <laughs> so as long as you can deal with those kinds of moments it's a beautiful video game and you know if you can't deal with it maybe it's a great opportunity to to work on flexing that um, problem solving. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an anger management tool. Yeah. So, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me talk about Diablo for a minute. Absolutely. So I, I'm having a ton of fun with this video game. I got my necromancer to a hundred mm -hmm. and that was mostly just dungeon farming and, you know, killing a lot of mobs. I'm playing a barbarian now cause I wanted to smash things with a hammer. Cool. And I got to like level. So the max level is a hundred. I'm, I'm level 65 now on my barbarian. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the PVP zone and I was like, yeah, let's let's PvP stuff. And I have been just absolutely destroying people in the PvP zone. And it's awesome cool. because so you enter the zone and you don't have to flag yourself for PvP. You can just kind of kill the monsters there and do the PvE stuff that's in the zone. 
Uh, and there's there'll be a subset of the player base that does that. And then there's another ones that just go aggro right away because they can take your stuff if they kill you. Mm-hmm. And if, if you kill too many people while flagged, you become like a target and like your icon shows up on the map and then you can get be found and people can, you know, try to gun for you. Uh, so I don't flag myself. I keep okay. myself chill and I just go protect other people from the people that are being aggro. And it's super fun. <laughs> So, like, some dude will come up that's... So, I'm playing it right now, since I'm not high enough on this character to go to the final difficulty, I'm on World Tier 3, which is, like, the second to last. And so, sometimes people that are way too high level, like, you know, 90s, will come to this difficulty to just gank lobies and collect Mm -hmm. their shards and stuff. And my character is strong enough to kill them, I would say, 8 times out of 10. And so, like... They're, they're ganking someone that's level 50, and I just roll up and smash them into oblivion. It feels so good. And then they have the audacity to message me, telling me that, oh, you're such a noob. It's like, it's like, bro, you're 20 levels higher than me, and I'm killing you. And you're just ganking people that are lower than you so you can take their stuff. I think you are the bad person in this scenario. <laughs> like, we're at a point where, like, noob has... It's one of those insults that has just lost all oh, of its... Oh, oh. They, they, don't, they, they don't they don't they don't they say things far worse than that i was just oh, i uh, i know i was i, I they don't i don't think anyone's actually called me a noob i was just using that as the the word as the catch-all for the like the actual language that you don't yeah. want to repeat yeah i i ended up blocking like communication because like whoa this is a little too much for me yeah <laughs> at yep. two in the morning i don't need to read this like so, i killed you in a pvp zone chill out bro <laughs> so there is a this is gonna sound random but it, I promise you it's related. Okay. There's a there's a covenant group in Dark Souls 3. Sure. Called the Blue Sentinels. And what the Blue Sentinels do is, you know how there's like invasions in PvP yeah. where someone can come in and like gank you in the middle of your game? Yes, it's made for some hilarious videos that I never want to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> so the Blue Sentinels are a covenant where when someone in invi- if you're a member of the Blue of the Blue Sentinels, um when someone invades your world, you also um summon a fellow Blue Sentinel to help defend you. Oh, that's cool. So what you are describing is essentially being the Diablo 4 <laughs> equivalent of a Blue Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's Where, what I did like, for like someone three goes hours. in and engages with someone <laughs> to pick on them, and you're like, nah. Yeah. yeah, it felt really good, too, because there was this group of um, pretty similarly leveled to people to me, but there was four of them partied up, all picking on people that weren't partied up. And you can tell when someone's so you get these seeds of hatred in this area and then you're supposed to cleanse the seeds of hatred and then you you get like this material that you can then buy stuff with after that. And so when you start to cleanse them, it notifies people in the zone. So then you can go over there. And so there's this group of four people that were basically antagonizing people that weren't partied up every time they would start to cleanse their seeds. So I rolled up and just killed four of them. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I leaped off my horse, like, smashed two of them instantly and then chased the other two down. It was so good. And then I, I gave them – you could, like, do emotes. So I would just, like, emote the hello after after killing them. It felt, uh, it felt yeah. like the right amount of – like, the perfect amount of rude salt to th- uh, rub into their wounds a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm a fan of the, like, if you're going to, like, sort of trash talk at all, yeah. I'm a fan of doing it in the, like, sort of nice way. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the it's the absolute rudest thing possible, I think. I think it's it's well maybe not outside of like you know horrible words and the things only, that you could say at people. 
the only trouble with it is that, like, I only want to do that to people who feel like they deserve it. Absolutely. 100%. Right? You don't do it to everybody. That Then, then you're just then you're just a toxic jerk, too. <laughs> right. So here's the thing. Like, when I play with people, like, sometimes I legitimately mean good game. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it gets I, like, taken I'm, a different I'm like, way. hey, that was entertaining. It was closely matched. It could have gone either way. You know, well played. I had a lot of fun. That was great. Yeah. Actually, GG. Really. But like, F you. <laughs> and then, like, I always, I'm always worried that, like, <laughs> man, I really, like, I really mean that honestly. But, like, do they think I'm just being a toxic asshole? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's like in Dota where you play, you know, an hour and a half long game back and forth where it was neck and neck and you win and you're just like GG easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you, you like that is 100 percent being mean. But even if you threw the GG there, there's a party that's like, hmm, do they do they do they think I mean it? Or yeah. are they just angry now? I've uh, I'm not playing as much Marvel Snap as I was uh, a few months ago, but I still play yeah. it like, you know, every other day or so. That's it's a, a nice uh, it's a nice thing to pull up. Well, let's call it like it is on the toilet. Yeah, that, I mean, that is a toilet video game. Um, So there is a very, very limited number of emotes. OK. And and like there's like it's like Hearthstone, eight, I'm guessing there are eight uh, preset sort of like text boxes that you can do mm -hmm. and like five emotes. Yeah. And okay. the generally accepted uh, like GG emote is like a fist bump. Ah, uh, okay. It shows like a fist bump between I'm gonna say like the thing and the Hulk, because it's a like th a yellow hand to a green hand or something like that. Sure. Um, that seems that seems that seems appropriate. Two yeah. big strong bros giving each other the fist bumps. Yeah, and that's that's the generally accepted like you know GG. But then there's like. <laughs> Then there's the person who will do it on, like, turn four of six. <laughs> right? They're, like, teeing it up. They're, like, get ready. Yep. 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 <laughs> and then there's the person who, like, spams it. Yeah. And, like, any emote, any emote can become toxic once you spam it. Yeah, spamming anything is... It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've muted a ton of people in Dota because it's... There's, like, stuff that you can spam, and it's not even that it annoys me that they're... It's just the constant repeating of the same sound that becomes annoying. Yeah. It's not it's not even mm -hmm. like what they're saying or how they're using it. It's just like, Ugh, I don't yeah, want to just like hear make that. that sound stop. Yeah. I've even muted teammates that are doing it. So it's not just because it's against me. Yeah. It's just I don't want to hear that repeatedly happening. Yeah. And then there's there's sort of like, I don't know, like muting someone who's doing that does actually give me kind of a good feeling because then I think about how they're putting all this effort into something that no one is seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I like there, there's been people that I've muted on my team and then I play against them in the next game. And I was like, I know this person is just constantly spamming that button and I don't see it. I feel so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels really, really good that that's just going out into the ether. <laughs> and well, and then you, then you wonder, Oh, maybe it's really for them though. Maybe it's for themselves. Yeah. Maybe like, <laughs> this is how they get themselves motivated. It's like, oh, wow, people are weird, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> as, yeah, as it's kind of win-win, too, because they don't know you're not seeing it. So they're yeah. getting the joy of whatever it is that they're getting out of out of doing the spam. 
and you're getting the joy out of knowing that they are doing it and you don't have to think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, we all create stories when we interact with somebody. Like, if, if there's somebody that you think is doing it out of malice or spite or to troll you, you're like, God, this person's an asshole. But maybe mm -hmm. they're literally just sitting there like, oh, man, I love this. I love doing this so much. Like, there's just it just makes – I love the way it sounds. Like, we, we, create, we create our own version of why we think someone is doing it. And most often, it's probably accurate. Like, you know, why or how someone might be uh, trying to spam an emo. But who knows? Maybe they're just they, – they, they have, like, a nervous tick. And it gives them something to do with their fingers. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's that is extremely fair and level-headed of you. I try. Okay, I try. So I'm I'm uh, finally mm. playing Advance Wars. You know, I was damn it. I was gonna say I stalked your your profile and saw you were playing Advance Wars. <laughs> You're well. Okay, so you've probably seen that I've been using Jesse's account. Yeah, well, you've been going back and forth because I noticed you were playing games that are like, that doesn't seem like something Dean's playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> coloring book? Yeah, coloring book. When you boot up Donkey Kong a few times, and I was like, I don't think Dean's playing Donkey Kong randomly. <laughs> yeah. So when my brother-in-law and his family and his, and his young kids came up here, we bought them a Switch oh. as, as sort of like a birthday present. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and what I did is I, you know, when they were up here for a weekend and we played, you know, Untitled Goose Game, and we played some Yoshi's what a uh, Crafted World. Game. And Untitled Goose Game, I mean, is a good game. Yeah. And kind of showed off all the, you know, all the old classic stuff that you can do with Switch Online, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I was like, hey, all right. So you just bought the Switch. You don't have very many games. Um, you probably don't want to go and spend $250 on all of these games that you played here. So I will load my account onto your Switch and download a couple of things that I that I own that I think you'd be interested in so that you can just play those on your Switch when you want to. Yeah. And you can also, you know, play some NES and SNES games and, yeah, and whatever. So you have that. You just have that as a library. Yeah, because because they have the they have the the premium account with with link to yours. So they can't be logged into my account at the same time that I am logged into my account. Yeah, right. So what I have been doing is playing on Jesse's account, which has basically all the same access to all the same things. Yep. Whenever it doesn't really matter what account I'm using. If I'm just playing something for myself, I don't care if it's my account or hers. Yeah, you're not. You're Jesse's not, not playing it. Advance Wars. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'll use her account because I can just, you know, I can I can use all of the stuff that's installed on that switch because that's the switch that it's like native to. So mm -hmm. all the accounts can use it. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo has some weird uh, restrictions with their their accounts and stuff on the switch. Yeah. So that's why that's why you've been seeing my profile come up playing stuff that you wouldn't think that I'd be playing. I'll be honest. I guess it was something like that because I figured either you had let someone use your switch because mm -hmm. I, like, I didn't remember if you guys had two or if if it was something to do with your account. But just because of when I saw the coloring book, I was like, I'm positive either someone is staying at their house uh, like regularly or 
<laughs> it's somewhere else because I don't think D is playing coloring book. <laughs> I am not playing coloring book. Nothing but it does make it. me laugh anytime I'm playing something and it pops up there. And you're playing on Jesse's. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing on Jesse's profile and it pops up. It's like Time Wanderer is playing coloring book. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, no, you're so stupid, Switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I, I picked up, uh, I finished Chains at Chain Echoes last week. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We don't have to go into the story. Thumbs up. Okay. Awesome. Um, it's not a perfect game, but it's a, it's a good indie RPG. What, what a, what, not, this is not to, to, to rag on your choice of words, but what a crazy concept that you're going to play the perfect video game ever. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I it's just mean we there are, say. there are notable flaws. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I get what you're saying. It's, it's usually, it's usually a way, it's like a nice way of saying there's problems with the video game. Yeah, because it doesn't sound nearly as uh, upsetting to be like, yeah, the game's okay, but there's some serious shit wrong with it. But but saying it's not a perfect game is like, oh, okay, but there's still lots of good stuff with it, right? So it's just a nicer. Yeah, way I, I would that. say even the shit that's wrong with it isn't even serious. Ah, okay, okay. It's it's annoying at worst. Hmm, yeah. Um, but generally, it's 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 it was a very very positive experience. Uh, there were some story beats that were really good. Um, there were some that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I saw where they were going with it. So it was fine. Um, I was kind of, I think the ending is good, but it didn't really resonate with me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I imagine killing God was entertaining. It's good. Cause it's, yeah, it's a JRPG. Good boss fight. <laughs> you must, you must fight God. Okay. Especially if it's one that's, uh, you know, trying to be in the vein of old RPGs, then you're uh -huh. absolutely fighting God. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say anything specific. No, you don't have to, but, you don't have to. But, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so, so I finished so, that, gave myself a couple of days to just kind of veg and then picked up Advance Wars and was like, all right, it's time for this. And I've been playing it? a bunch of it over the last couple of days. It's very fun. Very, very fun. I remember enjoying the game a lot and then like i said i just kind of stopped it and never went back don't know why i want to play this version of the video game and if i wasn't playing diablo like 12 hours a day i think i would have purchased it <laughs> there is a okay so i've got two things one there it strikes a really really good balance between um having a lot of units like a lot of different units that you can use Yes, but they all have a specific function and they're all useful in their own ways. Mm. Like they all have advantages and disadvantages. So you kind of know what units you want for based each. on what you're fighting in the map. Yeah, where stuff. you're fighting and what the circumstances are. So it never feels overwhelming. There's a it's lot so of tactics games where they like they offer you the choice of like 80 different units and you use five. Yeah, I was about to say my 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 uh, not, you know, my my smooth brain has a hard time where, when there's that many options. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. These these three units seem to work. So I guess I'll just make those every map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like you kind of get yourself into a uh, into a habit of like, well, I know how these work and I know how to use them. So I'm just going to use these yeah, and then I'll yeah. just upgrade them. Uh -huh. Exactly. It's It's funny. I don't remember how Advance Wars plays at all. Like, I don't remember 
what what a what a turn even feels like anymore. Like what what do you what does okay explain to me just one round like one one series of turns. It's basically Fire Emblem. You've got units on a grid. You okay, move yeah, them. That. If there's someone in range for you to attack, you attack them. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I thought because it's Advance Wars and it's you know modern firearm war usage i was like all right everything's basically going to be ranged right um most things aren't in fact things that are ranged are all sort of like fire emblem archer style where they can only fight at range and can't fight close up sure yeah so there's very clear delineation between like melee units and um and ranged units okay um when you initiate combat, um, this is actually something that I think is that I think is really interesting. It, it gave me a lot of trouble to start because it goes completely against my typical fire emblem strategy. Um, so there is counterattack damage. So like oh. when you when you initiate like direct combat, which is to say like not a ranged attack mm-hmm. against someone, um, you attack first and then they get to counterattack. Um, they the attacker has the advantage in like almost every situation. So like it is advantageous to go and get sort of initiative. Sure. So in Fire Emblem, one of my favorite strategies is to just like sit a high defense unit in a fort and watch everyone come in and break themselves on it. <laughs> just kind of like bait everyone in and be like yeah there's no way you can do anything to this unit in here it is a it is a big beefy tank that will rip you all down one after another and he'll do it on your turn <laughs> yeah do it right exactly exactly um so in advance wars like it actually there's there's two advantages to going first basically um, because your attack power is every, every unit has a base of like 10 hit points mm-hmm. and your hit points are also essentially your attack power. Interesting. I don't remember that at all. Really? Yeah. So like, as you, as you whittle down to one or two, you're barely doing any damage at all. Dude, that's kind of cool. So like having healthier units means having higher this? attack power. And that's why if you go in and it's like two fully healthy units, 10 to 10, like you're going to go and get your strike in first, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be 10 to 10 and you're going to do like maybe 40% damage. So you're going to knock them down to six. Yeah. Then they're going to counterattack you back, but they're attacking with six. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you end up like the attacker ends up winning in most cases because you're getting that initiative and you're going first. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And then if you're doing enough damage to uh, to kill, to eliminate that unit, then they don't get to counterattack at all. So that's just free. Well, yeah, of course. If they're dead, they're dead. Yeah. So, like, it's really taken some time to, like, reformulate the way... Because my whole thing is like, all right, I've got a city... That gives me a good defensive position and it heals me every turn. I'm going to put a big ass tank in that. And then everyone's going to come up and try to try to fight the tank and they won't be able to because it's a God, tank. 
this is why you're good at Fire Emblem, and I'm miserable, because my usual Fire Emblem strategy is, as you probably are going to guess, just aggro as much as possible. Just like... So you still have to be on the pedal. You have to be tactical in Advance Wars, but Advance Wars is much friendlier to that uh, to that playstyle. And the thing that I really like about it that I didn't realize I was going to like so much is that there are okay. So there's land, sea, and air units. Yes, right. So you've got ground troops and tanks, and then you've got you know. Battleships and cruisers and submarines, and you've got fighter jets and bombers and helicopters. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a lot, but they all kind of um they all sort of occupy the same set of I don't know how to put this. They all kind of occupy like the same roles. Okay, just but different type of unit. Yeah. So you've got okay. like artillery and and in rocket artillery for your land units. And those are your range things, right? Mm-hmm. So those can, you put those somewhere behind enemy lines and they can kind of fire over the top and do pretty significantly heavy damage to something without like mixing it up directly. But then if something gets next to it, you're in trouble. That makes sense. So similarly, the battleship fires off huge cannons, does a lot of damage from a distance from like six tiles away or something like that but can't fire up close. Okay. Similarly, like you've got the, uh, you've got the bomber in the air, mm-hmm. which does a lot of damage and it's technically not ranged because it does have to get up close, but most, because it's in the air, most ground things can't touch it. So it essentially works sure. as a range thing. Right. Um, you need like a, you need either another air unit to attack it, or there's like a couple of anti-air ground units that that work for it sure but yeah, like that's generally that's typical, speaking like you have like fast scouting units you have good melee units you have ranged units and that's kind of the case for land sea and air now beyond that there are uh specific commanding officers basically characters that you that you play as who have different specialties and there's like so there's like pro con- pros and cons based on your play style. You've got you start with the all rounder who doesn't really have anything. He's just kind of like no weaknesses, no strengths. Yeah, just the generic person. And the next guy that you get is like okay, his tanks, his armor, his land armored units do like insane damage, like twenty or thirty percent boost in combat. Um, but he sucks at ranged combat all of your ranged units have one tile less range. That's that can be fairly substantial. Yeah. For like placement and, and thinking a bit, you know, big picture. Yeah. It, well, it's it's significant because like your land uh, range units, like the artillery has a range of three mm-hmm. and the rockets have a range of five. And that's now two and four. Yeah, that's a big difference. And the artillery especially becomes next to useless because it can't shoot anything that's next to it, and it also can't shoot anything more than two tiles away, so it literally only has a range of two. <laughs> like, if it is more or less than two tiles away, it can't attack. Uh, that, yeah, that, that, that mixes up your placement for sure. I, so I have a memory, this may be wrong, but I have a memory of the maps being relatively condensed, like pretty small, and that was something that I remember enjoying. Is that... 
Is that memory yeah. completely wrong? Yeah, no, like compared to what you would think, um, like at, especially at first, most of the most of like the first five or so, five, ten maps or so. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't scroll. Yeah, that's OK. That's what I remember. I like think it all fits the... on one screen. And I've finally gotten into some that are a little bit bigger, but it's still like not even the size of two screens. And so I really liked that when as much as I played, I'm, I'm sure that changes towards the end. But because one of the biggest I think my biggest pet peeve in most tactic games like Fire Emblem and stuff is the turns where there's nothing to do with your 15 players. And you just got to like, I don't I don't I don't want to have to manage all of them. Yeah. And when it's a smaller map, that feels tighter and easier to to think about what you want to do next. That's I think that's probably why one of my favorite tactic games of all time, which I've talked about a bunch, was that tom clancy game for the for the 3ds that was like one of the launch titles that game is so much fun to play because mm -hmm. you only have three dudes but you're taking out whole maps of people it's, it was really cool yeah it's there are definitely some instances where some units just kind of get left behind sure but um you would think they do such a good job of balancing this because like you're just sort of infantry ground units you would think like they're the weakest units. They don't move that fast, so they don't have a lot of advantages, right? Yeah. But the ground units are the only units that can capture cities. Yeah, so you still need to bring them along. So you have to bring them along. Man, and I really there want to are play this. There are transport. Um there are there are vehicles that are like specifically transport vehicles. And there is a there's a boat transport, there's a land transport, and there's a there's a transport helicopter. Sure. And they move like they don't attack. They're just transports. Right. Yeah. 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 So you can but so they can move cross super fast. Oh, that's satisfying. So like they're vulnerable. But if you need to get a dude across the map so that you can capture a city or a base or something and you don't want to take six turns walking him across the map. You throw them in a chopper and you get them there in two. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you just, you know, make sure that you're not doing that in like deep into enemy territory where they're going to like shoot you down with an anti-air gun or something that's like hidden in the trees or something. I tell you, that is one of the most depressing moments in a RTS type game where you have like a bunch of well it happened to me in Starcraft because that's really the one I played a lot oh yeah 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 where, where you think you're doing like a cool move and then they blow up your transport ship and you're just like oh shit yeah because it's like it's never just the transport blowing up an yeah. empty transport is like I don't care <laughs> in, in some cases like I have found myself because this is not a Fire Emblem game where you're going to get through the map and not lose any units no like everything gets blown up. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it gets one shot <laughs> like, and that's okay. Like you don't have named units. You have infantry and tank and helicopter. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it is, it is intended for you to for you to lose units. And there's no real penalty for it other than you don't have units. But like when it's scoring, like it doesn't care. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, like when you lose a transport and it's like I have put a transport out into harm's way specifically for the purposes of like, yeah, just attack this. It's lightly armored, so it'll take you a couple of turns. And I just want you to hit this instead of like the tank 
because I the tank is wounded and I need to get it back to a city to repair it. So like here's your here's your sacrifice. But a, but a, a transport that has two like good units on it where you lose everything at once. Oh, it's a gut punch. It's a gut punch <laughs> every time. It sucks so bad. <laughs> but then if you do it, if you defend and then if it's the other way, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's completely double edged. Um, <laughs> there I'm, are I'm, there are a number of missions that go like it's I mean, it's not technically RTS because it's turn based, but true, um, true, true, true. But you do. Um, I'm finally getting into missions where you're regularly capturing bases and like seaports and airports mm-hmm. where you can generate new units. So okay. there is a there is a mechanic like oh, a yeah. lot of the early yes. ones. You just like what you have on the map to start is what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to the point where there are specific like unit spawn points. And the way that works is there are cities on each map and you can sort of garrison your units in a city to repair it. Mm-hmm. It repairs like an average of two like hit points per turn. Again, on a maximum of ten. Right. Um, and it gives it a defensive bonus. Um, but they it's also funny how those... generate income for generating new units at the bases and stuff. Uh... And not all of them have that. Sometimes it's just like, here's your force. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, hey, there's a there is a base on this like sort of center island. Um, go capture it so that you can build up enough forces to like win the rest of the thing. And the uh, the objectives on each map are fun, too. Like, it's not the same. It's not like everyone is not just a conquest where it's like, go eliminate everything on the go map. Kill everything. Yeah. Um, you can win with that or you can win <laughs> like that is an option. But I've seen a lot more um, like I capture imagine- capture your enemy's main base. Well, because I remember, I remember you getting a ranking, and, and and the scoring system had something to do with how fast you did it too. Yes. So, so you don't necess- you if you want the highest score, it may be more advantageous to kind of um, bum rush the objective. Obviously, being safe, tactical, yada yada yada. Right, but right, like right. making that your 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 path to victory would mm-hmm. be better for the score, I would think. Yeah. That being said, like the score from what I've seen, like oh, you can buy maps for PvP. There's PvP, by the way. There's PvP? Yeah, there's a versus oh, mode. Oh, uh, there's, there's no way I'm going to... I would get completely destroyed. I have oh, yeah, no interest same. in that. 100% same. <laughs> I, I, I'm the dude who likes tactical games, who buys them, and then I'm like, man, I suck at these video yeah, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I still like it. But and I, I like I'm, it, yeah. Like, there are so many different... Um, there are so many different characters with... Yeah. Di- like, they all have, like, a, a sort of overdrive power. Overdrive. Oh, man. All, I'm sorry. All I could think of was this OC remix song that does a remix of the <laughs> Contra Hardcore where Brownie says Overdrive. And they, it's this is like really ridiculous techno song where he just keeps repeating about it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> you could. Yeah, I mean, you can you can sort of put that as your mental soundtrack over top of it. That works. It's a great. It's a very enjoyable song if you like trashy techno from years ago. So the way the the way the power works is, well, it's different for everyone, obviously. It charges up. You could probably use it like once every three to five turns or so. Yeah. I think it ba- I think it's based on like how much, you know, how much combat you're doing. 
or how many how many units you eliminate or something like that. I, I okay. don't know exactly how it charges, but it's different for everybody. Like for for your starting character, Andy, he just like he everyone gets a slight damage boost and everyone repairs two hit points immediately. Well, I, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Is 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 there sorry not to I well I guess not sorry exactly I'm just curious is there I don't remember can you like pick a main character or like a group that you're following or is it always orange orange star correct isn't that the name of Yeah the, the currently people? it's just orange star there might be um I feel like I'm somewhat early on in the game still so maybe there's maybe that's a thing in Advance Wars 2 or maybe it's yeah, a versus know. thing Oh maybe that's what it was was there a versus thing in the the first game No idea I don't think I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Hang pretty on. sure the story of Advance Wars is fairly. I want to say it's only like 15 hours or something like that, which is why it's funny. I never finished it. Hang on. It's it's on my shelf. We'll know if it's multiplayer, if it says something about a link cable. Ah, good call. Good call. Oh, the anticipation. Link it up. One game pack, four players. <laughs> wow. That's generous, Nintendo. That's actually I mean, kind of nuts. Yeah, I would. That's really cool. I should bring my Game Boy Advances the next time we hang out. <laughs> wow. The Game Boy Advance game lets you build your own maps. God, I don't the Switch version does, too, but that feels like an addition. But no, you could just do that. You could just build a custom a custom battle map Man. on the GBA version. That's really cool. Damn, it's no wonder people were so uh, so hype about this game. That's part of the reason why I sort of wanted to buy it. Just to, I mean, my purchase probably won't make a difference either way. But I, I, I do like the Nintendo that does, you know, not the standard Nintendo stuff sometimes. Yeah. And Advance Wars is one of those games. Where, now, where, yeah. having played it for several hours now. Yes. 1,000% understand exactly why they delayed it mm, all right why they didn't release it within like a week of the russia ukraine conflict starting now granted yeah. it's still going on nothing has really changed there so it's not like they're you know big paragons of, of virtue for for holding it back it was purely just a like, hey, the media pressure would be bad optics right now. Let's hold on until people don't care anymore, which is basically now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the Blue Moon faction is the first faction that you fight against, and they are, like, aggressively Russian coded. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and what's surprising to me, so the, um, we uh like when you look at uh trophies for video games like trophy completions for video games uh -huh. what's what's fascinating to me is when you look at like the first trophy that you might unlock for maybe even not completing the first thing but something that you have to do within like an hour of playing the game sure yeah sometimes the percentage for that is only like 80 like maybe even 70 percent yeah means yeah yeah 30 percent of the people bought the game turned it on so it like registered in their trophy listing yep. for playstation to keep track of and then just never played it again just did not finish the first mission like that's that's astounding that like didn't not even necessarily the first mission sometimes it's just like i don't know opening the door after the tutorial right like something stupid because you know a lot yeah. of times trophies are dumb yeah, yeah and yeah. it's it's sort of fascinating how many people because if you think about 30 percent of purchasers only playing the video game for 10 minutes 
That's nuts. Yeah, and like, I think what really, you said it best, like, what really is striking about that is that that's not including people who played it for zero. Sure, they just bought it and never played it at all. Yeah, because like that, if it was including people who bought it and then just didn't touch it, then like, yeah, okay, I could see 30% of people just buying yeah. it and keeping it on the shelf. Oh, yeah, I, I do that shit all the time. Because <laughs> I've done it way too many times. Yeah, but like actually starting it, putting it in and starting it so that it actually registers you as a player and then just not getting 15 minutes into the game is like, what? What? I, I hope everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you know, speaking of everything being okay, um, what's our bracket situation looking like? Oh, we don't have a we don't have a new uh, a new bracket for this week. Oh, okay, good. One one more week to not have to make a horrible decision that <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever the next two games on the list are, one of them gets to survive in the public consciousness a week longer. <laughs> <laughs> I really love I love this 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 new video game where we just uh pick things from a bracket that we didn't decide and we get to pick the fate of them. Yep. Determine their fate. It's wonderfully fun. <laughs> it's it's a really nice power trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Do yeah, you, we played Mario Kart. Play, talk about Mario Kart. Yeah, let's talk about Mario Kart. Yeah, all right, all right. All right, Mario Kart Super Circuit. No, actually, before that, I meant to say this at the beginning of okay. the podcast. Um, dude, dude, Jesse blew my mind last night with this with the spider. Yeah, what yeah, the wall, hell? Wall sculptulas are 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 movement sensitive. I had no idea. Like she she sees it and just I never thought to just stop. She just you, stops. Yeah, it's usually like. Spinning. It's like, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to like move out of the way or like I'm going to try to run away from it or get yeah, to my, the nearest it, platform. Like my, my my solution was always let's brute force past it if I yeah. can. <laughs> she just stops. So and it uh, worked. some context, uh, Jesse, who you may remember as who you may know as my wife or the person who was on the podcast like two weeks ago um, <laughs> <laughs> is currently playing through uh legend of zelda ocarina of time for the first time for and the very first time it's been it's been a fun trip but she is like because of the way that she's going through certain things from a first time perspective and i'm trying to like help her find progress but not nudge her too hard in any one in any direction mm-hmm. because like exploration and discovery is a big part of playing ocarina true it's just like being able to go around this big world and be like hey what's over here and be rewarded for that it's it's hard to think about discovery and ocarina of time when like breath of the wild or or she's been playing all the dark souls games exist and it's yeah 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 it's such a <laughs> like the 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 generational gap has never been more obvious when you're watching somebody play it for the first time yeah yeah, it's I, it's causing me to re-examine, uh huh, to re-examine <laughs> the game from like a, looking at it from a first-time perspective and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, in 2023, that's not very good at all. <laughs> like any, like, listen, if you're one of those people who still the air was says out of the room. <laughs> that like 
you know, pound for pound, Ocarina of Time is the best game of all time. God bless, but like, God. really examine God that. Bless. <laughs> really, really think about that. Mm -hmm. That camera's a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, 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 the Skulltula stopped moving. I, I was stopped moving. I like. I was like, she was climbing shit. up Death Mountain, and the Skulltula turned red like it was going to attack her, and she kind of panicked and stopped. And then it, it it turned back from red back to white and then just kept spinning and ignored her. And, and I was we like, were oh. like, excuse me? And then, was, then it made perfect sense immediately to me because I thought about the tarantulas in Animal Crossing. And I was like, oh, yeah, they just stopped, too. Like, when if you stop moving. And, and I, I don't know. I've played through Ocarina of Time, like, I probably 10 times or something. Yeah, that sounds right for me, too. Like, like uh, maybe that's actually a little high, but it's been a lot of times through the video game. I've never, ever once stopped when the thing turned red. <laughs> Who stops? Why would you stop moving? <laughs> and then and then your, your your pro chatters were like, yeah, duh. <laughs> it's like, damn yeah, it. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the people, well, the people who play randomizer are like, yeah, that's actually, it's one of those oh, things where like, God. there's like, you have, if you don't have the slingshot when you go through there. That's how, how you, do you get, get through th it past them on the on the Deku tree. Uh huh. Yeah, that makes sense because you can get through that whole. You could get through the whole tree then without it. Technically. Yeah. Mm hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's another example of playing a randomizer and learning stuff about the game that you wouldn't have known before. That's cool. Because there's like alternative, there's alternative tech to like getting through certain, uh, getting yeah. through like certain challenges that you don't normally do because you just have essentially something easier the next time i'm at my mom's i've got to find my zelda my n64 official nintendo strategy guide and see if they say anything about that because now i gotta know oh yeah that's cool I'll, i think I'll, that's I, I think that's also how people started realizing how powerful deku nuts are and how oh, they probably. work on like damn near everything in the whole game yeah because i always would want to have a, a full like collection of them just so it was green on my menu but then i never used them yeah same <laughs> Like, am I missing any of them? I need to get more. <laughs> so Don't use not, them. So I can not that use them. That number needs to be green, not white. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, like, seeing her use them on, like, the, the Deku, the business shrubs, and the statues in Dodongo's <laughs> Cavern, the explosive statues, she's like, yeah, you could just hit that with the Deku nut, and then it's vulnerable. Oh. Meanwhile, like I'm running around trying to pick up bomb flowers and throwing it at it and like I've, trying to get I'm, it to run into it. Yes, always. And it's like, yeah, no, just throw a just throw a Deku nut at it and then poke it and it's dead. That's oh, okay, just, that's way easier. That's uh, <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. You know Still what's learning stuff about this game twenty five years later. You know what's not so amazing? <laughs> Mario Kart Super Circuit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart Super Circuit kind of sucks. I've heard that it's not necessarily like black sheep territory, but just like oh, I use there. the word non-essential as Mario Kart. It is the Kart worst Mario go. Kart video game. I'm surprised. Okay, I, that's I not fair. Hold on. I gotta correct that. Okay. The multiplayer, the battles may be really fun. Yeah, that's fair. Is, I don't it, know. It, 
it is a bad single player experience. I suppose it's on par with the Super Nintendo one because I believe you can unlock all of the Super Nintendo tracks in it, which then just makes it so it's basically the Super Nintendo game, I suppose. Yeah. I so that's actually what I was going to say is like I did not realize that there was a Mario Kart game that is basically SNES Mario Kart 2. Yeah, that's what this is. And and it's but it's worse cuz the rating system. What the hell is that crap? Oh yeah. I well, don't know because I think all of the all everything I got was like a C. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well I won all the races, so whatever. I, did you end up what what CC did you end up playing on? I switched back and forth between 100 and 150. Okay, yeah. So I did 100 and I I got bodied in the last cup. Um, the special cup. And I had mm. to play that a couple of times to get first place because I was having a really hard time with the game, like doing turn. I don't know why, but I was having a super hard time with the, the some of the tighter turned tracks and the way yeah. that the turning system worked. Like it was, I was, I was getting wrecked. It seems really loose. Like the turning is both like too fast and not fast enough. Yeah, because like if you're just turning, it's like on a dime almost. Yeah, where you just it's super tight. But then the 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 boost turn felt really weird to do. I don't know. It just didn't it didn't jive with me. Yeah, it was it was. I don't. Maybe it feels better on a small handheld screen. Maybe I mean, it's one of those I, things where they tuned it to be like more appropriate for for that play style. But like I played the whole game handheld. I never played on a TV. Oh. It just, well, yeah, I didn't like right. it. That's fair. I, I just didn't. I mean, I, I suppose the screen is still like four times bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and but, backlit. Yeah. Uh, true, true. Maybe they designed the games where you can't see it and, you know, you got to hope for the best. <laughs> so, so the like the wildly rapid, fast turns are way easier to see on a screen you can't see. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's the yeah. design choice. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I'll be honest, I I went through, I think, three cups mm-hmm. and was like, boy, I don't like, oh, hey, it's Mario Kart. And specifically, it's Mario Kart 1. And I don't yeah. care anymore. Mario Kart, I'm sorry to say, I don't like playing Super Mario Kart. Like, like the, the OG Mario Kart, I don't like it. I, I don't I like have it at all. fond memories of playing versus mode with my stepfather. Yeah. I, I, yep. yep. So much that it, like we played to a hundred, <laughs> like, like not best of a hundred, like first one to a hundred wins. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, no, that's really cool. Yeah. It was awesome. However, that's, that's why I'm saying battle mode on this might be pretty rad. Cause I think you can do four people. Sure. In the, which, which would make, which could redeem this Mario Kart in my eyes because the multiplayer can make a big difference. I am I am so used to um, I'm so used to like Mario Kart one is its own thing. And then Mario Kart 64 basically set the standard for all the ones that came after that. Yeah, me too. That's I, I it's funny because I, I own Super Circuit like I, I have it on the GBA and I played it for a little bit, but I just I didn't. Eh. I, I guess I didn't like it back then, and I just forgot what it felt like to play. And yeah, that's, I, I, I mean, don't know. I, it this was my first time playing it. I'd never played it before, and I was kind of charmed and surprised mm-hmm. that there is a, you know, another game in the Mario Kart franchise that feels like Mario Kart 1. And, and by it's, that, it's, it's I mean, a... like, perfectly flat stages. <laughs> 
Like, that's okay. 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 How come people? I've read tons of things that talk about. Man, I want this this track from the Mario Kart Super Circuit. Like, now I know they brought the the Cheeseland one and they kind of spice it up a little bit to make it yeah. more interesting. But the the track one to one is not an interesting track. And that's when people talk about as being this really cool, memorable track, just because, I mean, I suppose it's made of cheese, so that's kind of funny, but it's, I mean, there was, there was someone that said that that was one of the tracks that was before the series got something like stultified with uh, the, their, their, the popularity of later entries, and it was a creative track design. It's like, dude, it's just some curves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, you can argue for, like, the aesthetics, I guess. I guess. But, I, like, yeah. really... The aesthetics in the aesthetics in Super Circuit are really limited to like what color is the track, what are the obstacles, and what does the background look like, if there even is one. <laughs> yeah. How obnoxious is the left or right turn you're going to have to make is the majority of track design decisions in what uh, particular Super what particular animal will be on the on the track for you to bump into and spin out. <laughs> oh my god, spinning out in this game is fucking unforgiving. Like most Mario Kart games at least give you the benefit of spinning out in place. Yeah, this one is like, nah, you're going to drive a bit and then spin out. (laughs) So you can, there's a skill aspect to it, because if you jump at exactly the right time, you can actually steer out of your spin out. Oh, no shit. That's cool. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Really? I did it once on accident. When you, is, you're kind of starting to like wobble back and forth and then you go into the spin out. That's actually super cool. Like you start doing the wobble a little bit and then you kind of hop at the end of it and you you like a little music note bubble what? comes up over your head and then you, you steer out of the spin out. That's sick. So you wow, can that- actually like undo it. That's the reason why they give you that little wobbly period is so that you can oh, like man. that's awesome. You can kind of correct it. That makes okay. This is it's not the worst Mario Kart anymore. It's the it's the <laughs> it's the second to worst Mario. <laughs> no, the that's that's really I you know I would like to see a speed run of the uh, like Rainbow Road. I feel like some of the some of the later tracks would probably be very fun to watch a a, a pro speedrunner um, um, go through the stages because I imagine there's lots of cool tricks and like the way that you can skip some stuff with the the bumpers in in on Rainbow Road. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking I that, too. Like, I didn't so I didn't get to Rainbow Road, but I did watch a video of it because I was like, well, I, I at least I at least need to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a crazy Rainbow Road because everything's just a bumper. So if you hit it, you might just fly right into the abyss. I suppose it's no different than the the because the Super Nintendo Rainbow Road is the most brutal Rainbow Road, man. No edges anywhere. Super tight oh, turns yeah. And stuff. Which wouldn't be so bad, except the like the the track itself is really narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some parts where it's I think one tile. Like at the end, I believe it splits into two one tile tracks with a gap in the middle, or maybe it's like two tiles. I, I think I they're could, two tiles. I think it might be two. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's like barely enough to fit you. I I got so my 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 Mario my Super Mario Kart. What's it? What's it called? Is the Super Nintendo one just Super Mario Kart? What's Super Mario Kart. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, my my experience with Super Mario Kart is is one of the few experiences where I'm grateful that my dad wanted to buy the video game at Funko Land. Because oh, yeah? so we we went to we went to the store we we bought the, the the used video game we got home we put it in 
and someone who had fin- like sold it back to them had gold medals on every single track, so everything was unlocked to me. Oh, nice. I was so happy because I'm terrible at that game, but because everything was unlocked, I got to experience all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it was super awesome. Cool. I, I was I was so excited that that some random stranger I was like, oh, cool, everything's done. I can just play the game because the majority of what I did was play with a friend in, in battle mode. Uh, I didn't race that much in the game because I'm, I'm not very good at racing games. I I like them and I'm, I'm pretty decent at the later Mario Karts, but that's because they made the turning and like the power boosting way more intuitive for me. Uh, but the, the original Mario Kart, I am whew, real bad at. Which is probably I, also why I'm bad at this. I played it a whole bunch, mm-hmm. and it is... Do you have the thing where you kind of, like, remember the first few games that you had for a, for a new console, like, in order? Like, this yeah. was the first game that I had, this is the second game that I got, this is the third yeah. game that I got. Yeah. Up to, like, maybe five or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Mario Kart was, like, number five. Uh, okay. After Mario World, which was a pack-in, um, RPM Racing, Home Alone, and Zelda. Yeah, I, I'm trying... Okay, so for the Super Nintendo, I had Mario World, and I feel like that's what I had for a long time as, like, the only game for the console. And then I had... I, I got Ninja Turtles whenever that came out. I remember that. And then... I didn't have a lot of games for Super Nintendo. When did Mario Kart come out? I feel like it was fairly early on in the... I want to say it's 92. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a year, year and a half or something, maybe. But yeah, Mario Kart was... Mario Kart was one of my first five games for sure. So it's kind of a... Like, it hasn't come up lately because it mostly just sits on my shelf. But my copy of... uh, my copy of Super Mario Kart has a very bold, sharpie written message <laughs> on front that says not for sale. <laughs> okay. Was it like the store copy? It sure was. <laughs> it's also got a it's also got a gold sticker on the front of it. Distributed and services by distributed and serviced by RW Daily Enterprises, West Barnstable Road, Marston Mills, Massachusetts, 02648. Awesome. You should write them letting you know letting them know that <laughs> I actually just Googled them to see if they still existed and it kind of doesn't look like it. Because I think that was it's just cause you, I, it's because you you bought their copy that was not for sale. Nintendo broke down on them. So you know what happened? I think it was a I think it was a video rental store. I, my memory of this yeah, is probably. hazy because I was like five or six. Right. So like I don't yeah. I don't have it. I don't well, have it like really six. worked out in my head how this how this worked. But I believe it was just like the local video rental store in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And I think that it ended up caught up in the move when we moved to Michigan from Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. We like forgot to take it back to the store and it ended up in a box and then we just like brought it with us and then we were like, oh, damn. And then oh, I, I assume <laughs> like I assume my parents at the at that point just paid for it. Yeah. Or, or they didn't because, you know, it happened. Yeah. Like, whatever. I mean, shit happens. You know, <laughs> it's not no, no harm, no foul. Something, you know, bad stuff happens sometimes. 
and on the scale of things. Sometimes I, people just steal things. Yeah. No I harm. Accident, I accidentally stole before it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as the time they accidentally stole a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know the story. <laughs> it was an inflatable pool and it was on the bottom of the cart and everyone <laughs> forgot to check for it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. they just walked out with it and they were like, did, and we got it home and they were like, did they charge us for this? <laughs> I don't think they charged us for this. And then we looked at the receipt and they, in fact, did not charge us for that. <laughs> Everybody has done that at least once. I feel like with something. Yep. Maybe the, uh, the, the, the tee up of that admittedly was much better than the story. Yeah, no, the story is very, it's very straightforward and mundane. <laughs> Accidentally stealing a pool, though. That's a nice yeah, headline. Like it's it's Good not the bait. type of thing that you would normally think about accidentally stealing. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. You know, it's like, whoops, there was a, you know, there was a candy bar in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Well, I talked about before how I was at the mall and two kids were like, oh, yeah, those magazines are free. And I was like, really? That's cool. And so I just took the two Nintendo powers that were like in, like in between the months because it was at the end of one month and there was uh -huh. a new one in the last month. And I just took them and walked out of the store and they're like, yeah, nice. And I was like, OK. And I left because I was like, I don't know, seven. Yeah. And I I was walking out of the mall with my mom. And she's like, where did you get those magazines? I was like, oh, they were free at the store. And she's like, no, they were not free at the store. <laughs> 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 so Oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? I, I, I have them. I have them still. And because I, I, I started to get Nintendo Power when Nintendo 64 came out, but not before that. So I have two two issues of Nintendo Power from that time. And I think one of them had Mickey Mouse, one of the Mickey Mouse NES games on the cover. And I don't remember what the other one had now, but it probably would have been the one that was either before or after that one. And those are the two? Yeah, those are the two that I have from that era. And maybe one or like one random one here or there. But I didn't have I didn't subscribe to Nintendo Power until um, the 64 came out because that's when I was like, oh, man, I really love, you know, Nintendo and 64. And I, I want to read more about it because that would be about yeah. like what we were like 10, 11. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When that came out. And then then I subscribed for a really long time until that became kind of it became sort of crappy in like 2002 or three uh, where they they sort of slimmed down on what it used to be and yeah. um you know they were going more digital and blah 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 right right but yeah mm. imagine imagine like a part of nintendo trying to change to become more digital in 2002 <laughs> I mean, they stopped printing nintendo power altogether only a few years after that didn't they i believe so yeah I don't. Like I don't Nintendo remember. Nintendo Power out of print. It was like two thousand five or to seven or something like that. I think is when they were done. Twenty twelve. That's longer than I thought. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess I stopped just around two thousand five to seven. Is probably when I stopped getting them. Holy smokes! Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know it survived for for that long. I mean, that's when they like officially stopped doing nintendo power altogether mm -hmm. so like for all i know maybe a few years before that maybe it was like they transitioned it to being a full digital publication or something like that i really don't know i never actually got nintendo power i uh i got egm for a while i got game informer for a while during that era of time when like 
GameStop was alive and they had the the whole thing where you get Game Informer with the power up rewards card. Yeah. Um, and before that, I had uh, I had a few copies of Tips and Tricks magazine. Oh, I loved I do Tips and Tricks PSM. Those magazines were super fun. But I never had a subscription to that. That was always like buy it off the magazine stand. So I have like four or five of them, like a couple months apart each. For for a while, for like three years, my mom let me subscribe to like four different game magazines because she was like, "Oh, it's good you're reading all of this stuff." And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was. It became like my. It was like she justified it because I wasn't reading any books, but I was reading magazines like front to back. <laughs> I and, do and, like the thing that I remember the most about Tips and Tricks. Yeah. Um, I mostly like. I was reading it just as a like basically as an EGM where mm-hmm. it's like I'm not so much concerned about the actual tips and tricks like I don't care about the strategy guide aspect of this but I am interested in like the news and the and the stuff that it's talking about. So I remember one of the things that it did is it was talking about um Soul Calibur. Ah uh, yeah. And I didn't know what the hell Soul Calibur was. But I know that they had a very, very large picture of Sophitia. And I was like, I'm feeling things that I'm not used to feeling right now. (laughs) Twelve year old me is very interested in this picture for some reason. (laughs) Why do I feel like I need to? Why do I feel like I need to look at this when no one's around? I would like to play this video game. <laughs> I think I would like to play this. I did actually get Soul Calibur 2, but I mostly got it because Link was in it. Yeah. I, and then it turned out I don't like using Sophia at all. <laughs> like, like she's one of my least favorite characters to play as. Well, you weren't trying to play as her anyways. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I think you it's fair to say to we have nothing to say about Mario Kart Super Circuit. Yeah, I think the conversation's done. It's a mediocre game. That you could play for free on your Switch, I guess. But if you can play a multi... You know, honestly, honestly, God, if someone listening to this has played multiplayer and would like to write in, I would I would, I would, would enjoy hearing their their feedback on it. But the chance yeah. of that happening seems slim. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart Super Circuit, and Mario Kart 64 are all available mm-hmm. on the Switch Online service if you have the expansion pack or expansion pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, literally play any of the other ones other than Super Circuit. Yeah, it was I guess. it was interesting for me to just see that there's kind of like more classic Mario Kart one action, but I think it controls worse than Mario Kart one. <laughs> and other than that, doesn't really bring anything new to the table. I, it does. It does some a couple of cool things like the little the spin out thing is neat. Yeah, neat being able heck. to hop out of the spin out is cool. Um. I would honestly God rank the Super Nintendo and the GBA Mario Kart on they're basically even for me, except that the Super Nintendo one came first. So it's it's like the Super Nintendo one came first, but the GBA one is kind of a technical achievement for being a handheld system, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it uh, feels like Super Circuit is Mario is Super Mario Kart 2. Yeah. In like yeah, the like, truest sense, it feels like a direct sequel to the SNES game, whereas 64 feels like an entirely new direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And a significantly better direction. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the battle system in the 64 one is still my favorite. It's the one I, I mean, well, it's the one I spent the most time playing with friends. But yeah. that's probably just because of the format of the system, too. I feel Pretty like easy. 
there is a lot of Nintendo 64 games where people can say, I spent the most time playing multiplayer on this. Yeah, yeah. True. Well, uh, that's Mario Kart. <laughs> that's Mario Kart. Um, as a little teaser, um, have Ooh. you have you picked up Kirby's Tilt and Tumble yet? I have not played it really at all yet. I ha- played through the first world the other day. Okay. All right. I'm surprised Th- and kind of impressed. This this game has motion controls. <laughs> They you, they you, actually okay? for real map the motion controls. Yeah. Are you are you feeling all right? Yeah, no, it's fine. All right. I went in expecting motion controls and the motion controls are, you know, they act controls. the way I expect them to. The game is built <laughs> around it. And most importantly, the motion controls don't involve waggling. <laughs> there is no waggling. There's no, no waggle. there's no swinging, there's no waggling, there's no pointing. You know what there is? There's tilting and tumbling. There's tilting and tumbling. (laughs) 